Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike. How's it going? It's going pretty good. There's a, a lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now. Uh, big, Another big trade that we get to talk about, plus the All-Star break, is, is literally tomorrow. Like, every single team in the NBA is playing tonight, so that's always exciting, especially when you have no idea who to start on your roster. That's a, it's a fun guessing game for everybody playing fantasy out there. Um, things are going pretty good. How are, how are things with you? Uh, it's just a great time to uh, be following basketball, isn't it? I mean, with the all-star game and then all the trade rumors and just can't complain. Yeah, I think this is when NBA starts ramping up because, you know, NFL is over. You got the all-star game. You get the playoff push. March Madness starts. That's over. And then the NBA playoffs start. And then before you know it, it's uh, summer. It's the middle of summer and the draft and the NBA draft's happening. It's it's nonstop basketball from here until the draft. And uh, this is the best time. It's the best time for the NBA and just basketball in general. That's right, people. Mike won't get a nap until, like, what? May now? Maybe I'll keep June. going. June. June. June-ish. Don't worry, I'll take plenty of vacation to make up for it. Fair enough. So let's uh, let's get right into the big the big trade. Um Toronto sending uh sending Terrence Ross to Orlando. The Serge Ibaka era is over before it started. Uh, Serge Ibaka going to Toronto, pretty pretty good trade for Toronto. Really getting uh, when you think about it, um, Orlando traded Oladipo for Terrence Ross and a first round pick. So pretty crap uh, deal for Orlando, the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah, no, I mean I, I said ever since they made that trade that Victor Oladipo was their best player, whether they want to admit it or not. And to trade your best player for someone else's third best player never really seems like a good idea. Yeah, I didn't really understand that trade. Uh, I thought maybe the they would, or Oladipo would fit better on OK City with Durant coming back. I understand why OK City did it, well, because they're you know kind of getting a better player, and then Durant moves well, to the four, right? That that would make sense. They were getting a better younger player i mean with a with a shot to be a lot better right i mean yeah victor oladipo's i mean like four years younger than Serge Ibaka. well down the stretch oladipo for the magic his final year as a magic um that's not that doesn't roll off the tongue very well as a magic how are you how can you be a magic but um his uh final year there those last two months he was one of the like top five top uh, eight players in fantasy for like the last two months. He was out of his mind and uh, everybody was like, finally the rotation stopped being, uh, you know, a cluster and they played him. Scott Skiles stopped his Scott Skiles. Man, I don't know if Scott Skiles gets another coaching job in the NBA. Um, anything is possible. It's the end of times. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Scott, the story of Scott Skiles. It was the worst of times. It was also the worst of times. But um, back to this trade, okay? This trade actually is kind of juicy for fantasy, I think. Uh, I, I completely agree. I'm interesting to uh, hear your take on it. Um, I don't think Serge Ibaka is even the juiciest thing. Oh, really? 
Um, where would you start? Where would you say what's the best best looking thing out there? Well, I I mean, let, let's first have this conversation, okay? Right. Um, so the Raptors traded for Serge Ibaka. Can we both agree that their power forward situation was less than exciting? You you don't get uh, super excited by Pascal Skyam. Wow, that guy been <laughs> starting. What's the what's okay? Just a quick uh, hypothetical. Pascal started every game from the beginning of the season until January third, and then he started about four other games. Other than that, he's been kind of often in and out of the lineup. Will he ever start this many games in a season ever again? No. I would agree. Not not even close. No. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt it. And Toronto really didn't have to give up anything for Serge Ibaka. Um, and, he, and Serge Ibaka fits perfectly into the giant gaping hole on their starting lineup. So I don't know how this hurts really anyone. Um, do, do you see it helping the rest of the Toronto Raptors? Or do you see it hurting certain people? Well, I mean, I, I think the person that, that gets hurt the most by this trade is Serge Ibaka, just in the sense that I don't think he's going to get near the shot attempts um, that he was getting with the Magic. I mean, he was probably the first or second option on the Magic. Um, we got DeMar DeRozan. You got Kyle Lowry. Um, you got Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, what is he now, like the fourth, fifth option? I mean, <laughs> I just don't see any way his – Stats don't decline a little bit. Um, I would I would agree to an extent, though it could be a little bit of a turn of fortune that now, since he is not the main focal point on teams' defenses, he's a little bit more open. He's a, a hitting a little bit more threes, and his percentages go up a little bit. Uh, other than that, I I don't see him improving at all from this from this move because he just won't get the usage won't get the touches i would actually liken it a little bit to what he did last year in oklahoma city where he was the 60th ranked player uh because his blocks kind of fell off and uh in in that year i think he's a better three-point shooter now but in that year um he was only about 13 and 7 which is not terribly far off from his 15 and seven that he is this year with one and a half threes. So I, I don't see him declining enough to uh, drop him in any leagues, but currently ranked 35th overall per game and nine cats, probably a ceiling. I'm with you there. And uh, I'll push back on the, the more three pointers thing, just in the sense that he's hitting 38.8% uh, for his, for the season on 3.8 attempts, which are both career highs. So I don't know that he's getting any better with Toronto. Well, it depends on how they use him. He might be a little uh, pick and pop type of guy, which would help actually help Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan coming off uh, better picks because Serge Ibaka is a good pick setter. And defenses are kind of forced to choose their poison. So that's the, the only, I think, caveat is like maybe defenses are so focused on um, – Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan, that they're not going to be guarding Serge Ibaka at all, and Serge Ibaka is just going to hit mid-raise jumpers over and over and over again, which is not a great shot statistically, but if he's wide open, he, he's able to make those shots. So I don't know. I'm a little bit 
I'm not as uh, pessimistic as you are on his um, degradation of his fantasy point, uh, his actual fantasy across the board. But I, I don't see him at at the best if he was utilized correctly in the Toronto system. He's gonna stay where he currently is. He's not gonna get better. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see any way that he gets better. I, I, I mean, you, you mentioned the number. What, what's the number so far this year? The 35th? He's currently 35th on averages. I see him more as like a top 60 to 70 player going forward. Um, I, I would maybe but, peg him around the 50 mark. I'm just a little bit more optimistic. Great. Um, but I, I, I kind of agree with you that he, do, he might actually hurt Jonas Valachunas's, um, uh, he, he's kind of on his corner, you know, uh, Jonas, my, um, I assume Jonas and uh, Serge are going to play together. This could mean less rebounds for Jonas Valanciunas. It could be more less touches for Jonas. Um, I don't see I, it hurting Demar or Kyle Lowry at all, but for Jonas, for sure. And it's worth mentioning that Dwayne Casey always seems to be not the biggest Jonas Valanciunas fan. You don't say. And so, and so I could honestly see them in, especially against certain teams. Just benching Jonas Valanciunas going down the stretch and letting Serge Ibaka kind of be the the number five. That to me is um, kind of an interesting uh, move because that could mean perhaps Serge Ibaka is is will be actually improving his rebounds and blocks if he's going to be playing five and you know not substantially, but maybe by a, you know a quarter of a block or a, a half a rebound by playing the fourth quarter at the center position. Um, I, I am kind of interested in what Serge is doing. I wouldn't try to move him right now, but I wouldn't try to go get him either. I'd, uh, I'd stay put and just see what happens. I, I don't think you're going to be terribly disappointed. I'm with you there, um, and, and Jonas Valanciunas, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm probably not trying to make a move for him, but I'm probably not trying to trade him away. I'm trying to just see how these this whole team kind of meshes together. Yeah, I agree, and um, I think if you know someone like Patrick Patterson is uh, someone who is in your uh, is relevant in your league, if you're in a very large league, and Patrick Patterson is relevant, uh, that guy is not relevant any longer. Oh man, come on, don't hate on Pat Pat. Listen, Pat Pat, get your get your life together. All right, I actually like the guy who's pretty been- good. I, I'll agree with you. And the guy who's been super disappointing this year has been Jared Salinger. I mean, he went there and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be the starter at power forward. And I think he's played about as many minutes on the NBA court this season as I have. He's completely disappeared, which is somewhat astonishing considering how much he played in, uh, where, where did he come from? Boston? Yes, sir. I always forget if he came, if Boston moved him somewhere and then he went to Toronto. But uh, I think that was just uh, hearsay. But yeah, uh, when he came from Boston, he was playing 27 minutes for two consecutive seasons and 23 minutes per game. And the season before this, he is averaging 10 minutes per game. And he's only played 11 games. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and and recently here, I'm pretty sure he's been a DMPCD for a couple games. Yeah. So now he did come off of a, a surgery, so it's not like he's, you know, he was sitting out the entire first season because he's terrible. But um, it does not look like he is going to be a part of their, maybe not even their rotation. Yeah, with Nogueira there, I mean, he doesn't even look like he's part of the nightly rotation now with Serge Ibaka. He looks like he is a not going to play 
by the coach's decision every, pretty much every night. Ugh. So that actually, Jared Sullivan might be a sneaky good uh, trade for some team in the NBA. Just be like, hey man, I'll just we'll take Jared Sullivan off your hands. Don't worry about it, and then they can they can give him some some good minutes. Well, and I mean, this guy's young. He's twenty four. He showed some promise there, like you were mentioning a couple of years back. So I could see it happening. He's twenty four. It feels like he's at least thirty. Um, I feel like I, I feel that way about a lot of players. I feel like I've been hearing his name for at least a decade. Um, well, unless you're following fourteen-year-old basketball, you haven't. Well, don't you worry about what I do in my spare time. <laughs> so, the Orlando Magic—they uh, did bring in Terrence Ross, which is not a great piece, but not 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 a terrible piece. What do you see uh, Terrence Ross doing to this roster and this rotation? Um my head like always uh with the magic because the magic are always a tough team to peg i think uh what they're gonna do uh last year with scott skiles it was bad this year with frank vogel it hasn't been much better um terrence ross is a good three-point shooter uh terrence ross is up to a steal a game now in 22.4 minutes um which is helpful for fantasy um he doesn't do a lot else the almost half a block is is nice um I honestly think Terrence Ross probably starts for this team, and him and Evan Fournier kind of play that two-three combo there. Um, whichever one you want to consider, whichever spot, um, that's up to you. And I think he could be kind of interesting here. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm definitely a wait and see on uh, on Terrence Ross. He has had crazy flashes of of amazing scoring ability followed by you know just not being able to stay on the court and i think that i don't know if he immediately jumps into the starting lineup but i guarantee you at some point he's going to be starting the way magic run their run their lineups i think he kind of hurts cj watson's number or minutes and mario zonia once again is now buried deep within the roster so sorry mario you'll probably never play meaningful minutes um I'm not sure it hurts Fournier or Elfram Payton at all. Uh, to me, the more interesting thing about this trade for Orlando is the space freed up now that Serge Ibaka is, is gone, which means either Bismack Miambo is going to be getting a lot more minutes or finally Aaron Gordon is going to be played at the four. Um, so everything you said, um, I think that means – not a good basketball player. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, because I mean, for a young guy like that, he would be getting a shot if he can. Right at this point, like. Um. Secondly, I'm I'm thinking Terrence Ross. Um, if you play in like a twelve team league, I'm probably not picking him up. I'm probably waiting and seeing. If I play in like a 14 or 16 team league, I think I might just take a flyer on this guy just to see if the Magic are willing to give him 30 minutes a night and what he could do. Um, He's never really gotten that many minutes in his career. Um, He's never really produced a ton of fantasy-relevant stats, but in 30 minutes, he could be somewhat interesting for threes, for steals, and maybe he gets up there to like 14, 15 points a game. And he's kind of an asset in those three categories. Yeah, when you when you look at his um, 
what he's been averaging just in like 20, 23, 24 minutes, two threes is pretty good. So at, throw a three on there even, or throw a half, at least a half a three. Um, the half a block is out of nowhere is kind of interesting. Uh, one steal, but when you look at the rest of it, his, um, you know, his, his steals aren't great. One's fine, right? One's good, but for a guard, you know, one is, is mediocre. And then assist wise, he's getting about one assist a game. That's, that's pretty bad. Uh, you know, somewhere around three rebounds is, you know, average or below average for, for a guard forward. So unless he can kind of step his game up in different areas, he's going to be someone who might break into, um, you know, maybe the 90 to a hundred range at, at best, but I don't see him becoming some sort of uh, all-star stellar player or a great fantasy sleeper uh, during the second half of the season. I'm, I'm with you there, but in a 14, 16 or, or larger league, I mean, that's a big asset to pick up off the waiver wire. Oh yeah, definitely. In the big leagues, I, I think this is a must pick up anything uh, bigger than a 14 or, or above. Uh, but still, I think he could he could have standard league relevance if he is playing thirty minutes a game. I'm with you, but I don't think it's worth holding through the All Star break here. I mean, like I'm I'm waiting for a, a better trade where I can pick up someone who could potentially be a top fifty player going down the stretch. Yeah, Whereas, fact, like you mentioned, this guy's. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. In, uh, in fact, I, there's I'd rather p- take my chance of if you're you know desperate to just pick some up and hold them based on the, what, what might happen in the future. I'd rather take my chances with Bismack Biombo or Aaron Gordon on this team. Um, so let's get to Mr. Aaron Gordon. Okay. Let's. I don't think, and I, and I think Frank Vogel is smart enough to know this against 90 to 95% of the teams in the league. Bismack Biombo and Nick Vucevic playing together is just not going to work in the NBA today. It's a horrible idea. So, throwing that out the door, but leaving it to potentially still be a possibility, right? I mean, like, coaches have done dumber things. That yeah. opens up... You know, Scott Skiles. That opens up a ton of minutes at the four for Aaron Gordon, right? I mean, they don't really have another power forward guy. Maybe Jeff Green? Yeah, but I mean, what, I mean, why why are you bothering with Jeff Green? You know, exactly. So the question is, what is Aaron Gordon as a power forward? So he it's not like over the course of the the beginning of the season when he started um, at the small forward, he was not playing the occasional power forward. Like occasionally, he was playing the four, mostly playing the three and trying to turn him into Paul George, which is just not going to happen. He's, he's, he's more of a Blake Griffin type for sure than a Paul George. Um, as a Blake Griffin type though, Aaron, Aaron Gordon does intrigue me and he is able to kind of, you know, kind of do a little bit of everything. But as, as you've seen throughout this season so far, he's averaging, Let's let me make sure I'm right to about 28 minutes a game. And in that 28 minutes a game, which is not terribly far off from starters minutes, he's not really doing anything incredible. I'll agree with you. Now look at the 24 minutes a game and the numbers last year. That's looking a little better 
if we can up it to 32 minutes, right? If yeah, if he can get go back to what he was doing last year in that in that role. That is a, that is a much better looking stat line. But even that is, you know, is 32 minutes a game moving back to the four uh is that standard league relevant? Well, I mean with the with the steal and the block and the 12 13 points it's pushing it the few the free throw percentage is not good um i think he's going to shoot more three pointers this year i think he's kind of shown he's kind of bear that out um so far which means he's probably close to 1 3 a game so then he becomes a triple one guy and i mean that's interesting so they ha- they do have one game under their belt Granted, uh, Terrence Ross did not play with them, so we do not know what their um, next starting lineup is going to be. But the starting lineup that they had against the Spurs, where they got uh, chili whacked hard, one hundred and seven to seventy nine, had uh, Vivek at center. They also started Jeff Green for some reason, C.J. Watson for some reason, uh, Evan Fournier, and. Aaron Gordon. Now, I didn't catch a ton of this game, but I do not know if Aaron Gordon was playing the four, but it, it certainly seem, it seems like it looking at his box score. Yeah. I'm, everywhere I can see, he was listed as the starting power forward, which doesn't mean anything because obviously you know that sometimes that stuff gets a little bit misreported. But I think that that's the plan. I think they realize he's not Paul George. He's not a small forward, and, and they're going to try to play him as a power forward now. Would you let's say you're in standard league, doesn't matter roto or head to head, and you really don't know if his minutes are going to go up or not. You just you know, we don't know if Aaron Gordon's minutes are going to go up or not, but you do know he's going to play in his his proper position, which should mean he's playing a little bit better, which should mean he's afforded at least a few more minutes a game. Are you pick if you have? a roster opening or you have someone at the bottom of your roster that you don't really care for. Um, someone who's probably around, you know, the 120th best player in the league. Are you going to pick up Aaron Gordon right now? Um, so I, I think this is worth mentioning. Cause I think some people think Aaron Gordon is a, a better fantasy player than he is. Um, do you know what Aaron Gordon is ranked so far this season? Um, I do not. It's not good, I don't think. 211th. Whoosh. That's terrible. In 27.6 minutes a game. Granted, as a miscast player, okay, so the, 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 per, the per minute numbers could get better in the sense that he's actually playing the right position. Um, so is he a standard league guy? I mean, I don't really see him getting into the top 100 unless they can commit 32 or more minutes to him. Even then, I think it might be questionable whether he breaks that top 100. So, I mean, I wanted to say going into this that I was a little more keen on Aaron Gordon until I looked at exactly how bad the numbers have been this year. And and especially in a Roto League, I don't want that, that free throw percentage. and what could potentially be a bad field goal percentage. Um, 
I think he's going to shoot more threes now, and he's not hes not a good three-point shooter. He's 29% for his career. Oof. And so I think that's going to drag down the field goal percentage a fair amount. And so a guy with bad percentages who isn't going to blow you away in rebounds or assists, um, I, I just I'm, – I'm kind of lukewarm on him. But I will admit that he has the upside to be a standard league player if you're going to pick up someone and try to – hold them through the all-star break and hope that they could turn into something big. Yeah. I would agree that his, um, that if you wanted to take a shot shot on someone on this team after this trade, it would be Aaron Gordon. Um, he's got the, he's got the, I mean, yeah. I think you mentioned that. Like he he does if you watch him play, you can see the kind of Blake Griffin like jumps through the gym and, and does some things that like a man his size shouldn't be able to do. Sometimes he looks quite incredible. Um and, and even a, a couple nights this year he's looked somewhat unstoppable. He he's got a thirty three point game, a thirty point game this year. You know, he's got some games that are seventeen and eight, you know, not that long ago. But he's kind of fell, fallen off here over the last uh, half a month to month or so. And he's been very inconsistent, uh, inconsistent throughout the year. So I don't know if I would go I, – I don't know think – I don't think I'm going to go pick him up in any of my standard leagues, but I'm ready to pick him up if I see him having uh, – I'd, I'd even say one good game is worth a, is worth a test. It was worth a flyer for Aaron Gordon just because the potential is there. And Okay, so I think in, in 14 and 16 team leagues, he's probably owned. I mean, he was getting 28 minutes a night, and most guys who get 28 minutes a night are owned in those kind of leagues. Can we agree on that? Yeah, definitely. So I have the worst player on my 14 or 16 team roster, and I'm offering you him for Aaron Gordon. So you can you can have Aaron Gordon. I'm I'm trying to get out of the Aaron Gordon market. Are you doing it? So you're giving me your Aaron Gordon for my worst player on my 14 team league. Yes. Make yeah. up any hypothetical player. And I'm doing it. Uh, and I you could probably sell somebody on that. Like, look, Aaron Gordon's sucking, he's not helping you. He's giving you eleven points and a lot of garbage. He's yeah. terrible percentage. And and you might be able to get this guy on the super cheap and get something out of him. I agree. I'd go ahead and give it a shot, especially if that person wants to get rid of Aaron Gordon uh in a in a bigger league. Um, there's no reason. There's no reason not to take a shot on him. I think there's a reason scouts and and other people who are in the NBA talk about him more often than they talk about a lot of other people. Just because this, they can see the skill there, and uh, you know if he is developed correctly, he could turn into a pretty good player. So here's the hope: when the 21 year old Aaron Gordon gets it together in the second half and is just a total monster, and he forces us to keep talking about him. I would love to see that. He was kind of one of my sleepers that I had to drop earlier this year. So I am rooting for Aaron Gordon. As am I. So that was the major trade. We've already had two trades this week. It's already starting to heat up. Um, basically, the trade deadline is he- heating up right now. We've got And we've got some speculative trades. And so instead of going full-on speculation, um, because there's just really no reason to spend a ton of time uh, going after hypothetical situations. 
we're going to go through some of the possible trades and kind of just say what we think, you know, what's the percentage chance of this happening. And that way you, if you know, so like, let's start out with Carmelo Anthony. What is the, what do you think? Carmelo Anthony has been rumored in a lot of trades. Uh, you have, a, I know you have a personal opinion on this, especially you've written an article on hashtag basketball.com about the LA Clippers. And I believe Mello was part of a potential trade, but they would have to give up. Well, New York probably wouldn't like what they got back. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I think I mentioned this last show maybe. I think that Mello only would accept the trade to two teams, the Clippers and the Cavs. What do What are either one of those teams going to offer the Knicks that makes them say, yes, we'd love to have – that and that for Carmelo. The salaries that work for the Clippers, I can tell you this because I did write that article. It's Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers. They have to make those two players or Blake Griffin to make the salaries work in the trade. Okay? Yeah. Neither one of those two is really enticing New York. So you can say, oh, well, Clippers could give up some picks. The Clippers cannot trade their first-round pick until 2021. They cannot do it by that new rule in the CBA where you can only trade your first-round pick every other year. Okay, So they can't even offer his first-round pick till 2021, and they only have a few second-round picks. And the only real young talent they have on the team is Bryce Johnson, who they picked in the first round this year, and Diamond Stone, who they picked in the second round. You don't want Diamond Stone? So my point in saying all that is, I don't really see that trade happening, and I don't see Cleveland having the assets to give up either to get Carmelo. So percent chance Carmelo gets traded, 2%. Oof, wow. I'd at least go 10%. You never know. Something weird can happen, but it's very low for sure. I'm with you. I mean, I I think that he may be the lowest one on my list. So another rumor – uh, Mill guy is one of my favorite players, Jimmy Butler. A lot of rumors going around about him getting traded. The Bulls are, I don't, I, I wouldn't even call them, they're not even in free fall. They're just on, they're just a dumpster fire. You just you look down an alley and the dump, it's just on fire. The whole alley's on fire. That's, that's whole, what's going on. Jesus. It's not great in Chicago right now. Uh, so Jimmy Butler is rumored to be traded. Uh, what's your percentage chance on him getting traded? Um, 35.5%. Wow, it's very specific. Um, their management is not the best in Chicago. Um, I think that's that's being nice. Um, I could see them just deciding this isn't working. Um, Dwayne Wade is leaving. Rajon Rondo is not a thing anymore. And so what does that really leave the Bulls with? Jimmy Butler and maybe a few rotation players? Well, Cristiano Felicio is probably their second best player after that since Taj will probably be leaving as well. Um, And so, I mean, I could honestly see them making a trade for some young assets and some picks and just kind of starting over. Um I don't think it's super likely uh, this season, but I think this off season it's probably even more likely that he gets moved. Yeah, I'm actually going to go lower. I'm going to say about 20, 22%. 
chance because the the front office is not known for making big moves like that. And they never have for a very, very long time. And I just don't see it happening now. But what would you say the percentage chance that someone on the Bulls gets traded? Someone on the Bulls gets traded. Um, 70%. Okay. I would go higher. I'd go 80. Because they got to make a move. They got to do something, right? Something's got to happen here. They're shopping every single person on the team. You can't, uh, you're not going to get anything. Like, Nico's probably not going to resign with you. Taj is probably uh, also. <sighs> Taj deserves to be on a better team, is, is what Taj deserves. But you just got a lot of random dead weight on this team that just doesn't make any sense. Obviously, would love to get rid of Rondo, love to get rid of Wade. I think someone, at least one of those players, is is out the door, about an 80% chance uh, by the trade deadline, which could open up some playing time for whoever's left. Uh, I'm with you there. My my pertinent Bulls question uh, to this discussion is, are they going to hold on and make the playoffs? Well, it is the East, and anything can happen in the East. Um, and they've been pretty injured lately. I haven't seen a lot of um, good nights with full rosters lately. I think they will. I think they'll sneak into that eighth seed. You never know. They might even get the seventh seed. But the rest of the East is actually playing – um, a little bit better than they have. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be, I think, a pretty tough road to the eighth seed of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But which, I think the Bulls is, can do it. It's just crazy to think that this team has been as bad as they've been and they're still the seventh seed in the East right now it's, and looking more, like they have a good shot to hold it. It's more shocking that they are poised to have a very similar season to last year when they had a team that was considered one of the better teams in the East. That is strange. That is crazy. They gutted the team and they're still in the same no man's land. It's, it's terrible, but they got, they got Miami and Milwaukee sneaking up on them. So I would, um, you never know. And I, I like that Milwaukee team a lot. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs, even though, even with it hurt Jabari, uh, I'd like to see Milwaukee at eight, the bulls at seven. That's what I'd like to see. I could see it. I could see it. What are the um, another team that's got to make a move? Right, Seventy Sixers. Someone's moving on that team. What what what's the chances of somebody moving on that team? And if so, oh. who do you think is going to most likely to be moved? Ninety-seven and a half percent. That's pretty high. Uh, Jaleel Okafor probably getting moved. I would think to the Bulls um, for something terrible, and I'll be very mad about it. Um. I think they're, this team is finally kind of turning a corner here in the sense that they, they're, they're trusting the process has, has worked. Um, they now have two what are, may turn into superstar players in Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons. Um, they've mined some diamonds in the rough with like Robert Covington. Um, Quietly, Nick Stauskas has been kind of a good, like, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth man. Um, they have a lot of young talent. I think they've got to kind of mix up the front court here, figure out who's going to be with them, who's going to be out. And this team could be really exciting going into next year with yet another really high draft pick on board. 
Yeah, and you hope that Okafor does free up some some minutes to to allow someone on this team to play over thirty minutes. That would be great to see uh, someone like uh, Nerlens Noel or even uh, Saric to, to play something close to starters minutes. That way, they are fantasy relevant. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, for fantasy, they haven't been a, a great team. Uh, Sarge has quietly, kind of the last week to two weeks, been really, really good. Um, so that's something to watch going forward. Uh, that he could really be kind of a a sneaky good power forward going down the stretch. Yeah, he's definitely been very interesting. I would um, probably take a flyer on him if I if I had the open space on any anything twelve and a twelve team league and above. And even if you're in a ten team league, you know, and you're in a row, especially if you're a roto league, uh, why not take a flyer on him? He's been playing over the last three months in the top per game, even in limited minutes, is top seventy. And now a lot of it, that value comes from no turnovers, really good field goal percentage, but he's averaging really good steals. And the more minutes he gets, the really the better he looks. So we we'll yeah, see how that kind goes. Of a, a, a sneaky good player, sneaky good passer, sneaky good uh, rebounder. Just a real sneaky kind of under-the-radar asset, I think, in fantasy. Yeah, I, li- I like him. Oh, sorry. I think I said his field goal percentage was good. His field goal percentage is not that good. His free throw percentage is pretty good, though. Yes, you are correct about that. Actually, his field goal percentage, not the, eh, it's not great. It's around 40%. <laughs> it's not the great? It's not the great. It's not, it's not, the, great. It's not the great. It's not the great. It's not the great. The opposite of the great. It's definitely not good. Um, I think, yeah, 76ers, something's happening there. I'd, 90% for sure. Um, what about another Denver Nugget? Another Denver Nugget. Um, 82.5%. Ooh, I think that's a, a bit high. And We kind of went in-depth with the Denver Nuggets on the last show. So if you want to hear more about what we think about what's going on in the Denver Nuggets and who's looking good for the second half of the season, I would go check that out. Um, especially if there is a trade within the next 24 hours or sometime before the trade deadline, uh, that Nuggets show it'll probably give you a little insight on um, who is going to have a, a more value with depending on who gets moved. I'm a little more pessimistic. They've already made a move, and it would be interesting if they made another move. And I think they can, uh, but I'm going to say it's about a 50% chance, but a half and half chance that they might or might not make a move. Uh, I'm just thinking it's that high because if they don't trade Daniel Gallinari, they're probably getting nothing back for him. So I think if someone, and there's a couple of teams out there that are kind of small forward needy, if someone's willing to pay basically anything worthwhile, they're probably going to make that move. That's very true. Uh, any other any other people or teams you think um, that's over 50% chance that they're, they're going to make a move over the uh, before the trade deadline? Over fifty percent chance, probably not. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, usually these trade deadlines end up being a little bit less interesting. This could be a, a weird year for sure, but ever there's always a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation right up to the last second, and often not a lot happens. And often the best player that gets traded is not even fantasy relevant. Yes, and that's always depressing. Um, so there'll be some moves. There'll be some small moves. Be We've some already moves. had two fantasy relevant trades so far. So this could be a different year. 
that's what I mean. There could be some big moves. There will definitely be a few small moves. A few like, I'm going to trade you this guy who's hurt to get him off my roster to pick up some guy from the D-League and um, some stuff like that. Uh, there could be some more big moves. Guys like Gallinari, someone on the Sixers is probably going to move, uh, like we mentioned. So stay tuned. It should be fun. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, No Halftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, combinations you could actually come up. It's uh, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player, not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people. You've you got one player versus one person. If you like uh, betting on fantasy sports especially the NBA, go ahead and go to nohalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. It's going to be a nice lull. Uh, everybody take enjoy your all-star break. And um, if anything lo- big happens, any huge trades or fantasy-relevant trades, by maybe it doesn't even have to be a huge trade, uh, we will be hitting you up with a trade deadline show next week. But right now, we're going to do something a little different, and it's for all the degenerates and the people who love to gamble and or play fantasy basketball uh, more than they actually need to. And we are going to go right to the all-star break, the skills competition, the dunk competition, the three-point competition. We're going to go to what you'll probably be doing this Saturday night why not make it a little bit more interesting and do a fancy draft on the players involved on the Saturday night and the Sunday night game? Um, Tyler, are you interested in joining me in this, uh, this tradition uh, unlike any other? Oh, and I think I've got you beat. I've, got, I've been doing my studying. I've been crunching the numbers, and I think I got you beat in this draft. Uh, I do not know. Things can get a little iffy. Um, especially with the skills competition. You never know. Last year, Car Anthony Towns. By the way, where's Car Anthony Towns this year? Why isn't he uh, defending his championship? His skills have diminished, apparently. That's, that's soft, man. That's that is shit. He needs to <laughs> needs to be defending. I'll be honest. I, I was looking through the names in these in the, for Saturday night, and I am not impressed with these lineups. I am not impressed with what's going on here. There's no Curry in the three-point contest. There's no Towns defending his championship. The dunk contest has four dudes, two of which I don't know if they should be allowed to be around All-Star Weekend. Is is um, one of the guys, like, has he played a minute on the court? Like, that's an honest question. Who, Derek Jones Jr.? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a real player. Uh, this is a guy, it's a ringer, so Miami wanted to be relevant. And I think they signed a 10-day for him, but they knew he was like a – like a street dunker, you know, he's like winning all the, uh, the, the, the street ball dunk awards. And they're like, oh, we got to pull that guy in and then sign him up for the dunk contest. I think this is a, he's a ringer. That, that, that's one of my least favorite things about the dunk contest. Like if you're not relevant to the all-star game or even that rookie sophomore game, you should not be allowed to do any of the all-star weekend stuff. That includes I, the dunk contest. I completely agree. If you are not great or invited to all-star week in, in the first place, Unless, you know, unless you're a really good three-point shooter and you're just, well, you're not a great 
all-around basketball player and you're not in the all-star game, but you're a great three-point shooter. Okay, you know, like Eric Gordon's in the three-point contest. Fine. He's hitting a lot of threes this year. He kind of deserves a little bit of a showcase. But come on, the dunk contest used to be the most important thing of the evening. It's the last thing of the evening. And I'm just going to call weak shit on everybody who's not in the dunk contest this year. Once again, LeBron is too soft to be in the dunk contest. You don't see Anthony Davis in this dunk contest. Um, there's no Wiggins. Um, there's only one All Star in it. Yeah, Robert Jordan, who arguably shouldn't even be an All Star. I I completely agree with that. Um, Aaron Gordon, amazing dunker. He should have won last year. To me, this is him uh, defending his championship this year. And um, we're gonna get right right into the draft. So. The rules of Saturday night are first place in each event gets three points. Second place gets two points. And third points, the third place gets zero points because you suck because you're in third place. So this is kind of a hard one to win. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give you the first pick. I'm going to be generous and give you the first pick. I shouldn't have done it, but I'm going to give you the first pick. All right. So here's my only question. Do we have to pick one? Like, are we picking just one event first, or is it just all three combined? All three events combined. Oh, you can pick okay. anybody in the entire night. You just got to score and get the most points by the end of the night. All right. I will select with the very first pick in the Saturday Night All-Star Challenge, um, Clay Thompson from the Warriors. Wow. That is a, that is a ballsy move, I think. That is not who I would have taken with my first pick, but I think it is a, it is definitely not the worst pick in the world. Clay Thompson defending his championship. There he is was no close to winning two years ago. There's no Steph Curry. He, he won last event. year. Yeah, and he's probably the best three point shooter in the contest. I think you're going to find a hard argument with that you probably at least got two points, if not three points, with that pick. But the second pick, I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's going to win the dunk contest, period. No one else is going to win that dunk contest. No one's interested in DeAndre Jordan dunking. He's too big. No one cares. It's not that interesting. Uh, the other two guys, nobody ever heard of them. Maybe one of them's got a really cool dunk. But after what Aaron Gordon did last year, he got robbed. He's definitely winning. Uh, hard to argue with that. Okay, so are you ready for my second pick? Because I think this one could be a surprise. All right, hit it. I am going to pick DeMarcus Cousins. Ooh, I, I actually really like that pick. So he is going to win the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. That's um, I think that's a pretty good pick. I like that pick a lot. Um, there is a little bit of strategy in this because with only four dunkers, there is a chance, you know, two of them are going to score. While with the skills and the three-point competitions, just throwing that out there. Um, I'm not going to just pick all four dunkers and get five points because that would be just not really in the um, in the you know the tradition or the, the, the really not very gentlemanly of me to do. So I'm actually going to also go with the skills competition guy, but I'm going to go with John Wall. I think John Wall is hot right now, and John Wall wants to make a a, a mark on the on the All Star weekend, and I think he's going to have a really good skills competition. I can see it. I can see it. All right, so you alluded to this earlier, but but I, I think this actually happened, okay? To win the dunk contest, 
then upset Aaron Gordon, the guy with the best chance, is the guy no one's ever heard of. It's Derek Jones Jr., man. Wow. The the ringer from Miami, Derek Jones Jr., a um, not a popular pick, but uh, perhaps you're right. I guess if anyone's going to upset Aaron Gordon, it's going to be some guy no one even knows exists. So I'm hoping he so, can just snag me the, 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 the second. I'm hoping he can snag me the snack of place points, and I can win the other two competitions, and, and then I'm feeling pretty strong about this. That is not that is not that bad of of a choice. Um, do we even know if Glenn Robinson the third can dunk? Are we aware? I don't think I've ever seen it happen. So I, that's why I stayed away from that. And DeAndre Jordan's just too big. What dunks can he possibly do? Yeah, like he's not exciting at all. That's what I mean. Like all his dunks are just he jumps up and like sets the ball in the basket because he's eight foot tall. Hmm. So what I'm, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to try to make uh, a little bit of cash here, and I'm going to go with Glenn Robinson the third, just so we can get through the dun- the dunkers. So someone's going to win this this dunk contest, and I don't want to be I don't want to be left out. I don't even though I'm going to win for sure. I want to get second place too there. I can see it. I can see it. I don't want DeAndre Jordan. So if you want to take him, then the next pick you can have him. I'm going to try to win these skills competitions, okay? And with the guy I like next in the skills competition is actually replacing Joel Embiid because he's injured, and it's Nikola Jokic. This dude can pass. This dude can shoot. This dude maybe should have been an all-star. He's been playing awesome ever since he moved into the starting lineup, and I, I think he might just sneak in there in the skills competition. I like that pick a lot. It's pretty. Uh, I think it's a pretty good pick. He's got something to prove. He, he was left off, and now this is uh, his chance to to kind of hit the spotlight over the All Star Weekend. I am. I think you've made a rookie mistake, sir. And I am going to take DeAndre Jordan. I have got a pretty good chance of getting five points out of that dunk contest. You got a shot, but I'm telling you, Jones is going to win it, and it's going to be all good for me. Yeah, it might be. At least I got two points guaranteed there. All right, so with my next pick, I'm going back to the three-point competition, and I'm going for C.J. McCollum from the Blazers. Excellent pick. C.J. is great. C.J. can get really hot. I like that a lot. Um, I need a three-point contest guy now, and I think I'm going to have to go with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie oh, has I like it. I like pretty, it. He's shown some pretty good – uh, competition in that uh, in that event, and with no Steph Curry, he could be basically the second the second favorite. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, I'm going back to the skills competition again. If you can't tell, I, I think the big men are going to win this skills competition. So I'm going with Anthony Davis from Pelicans. Another good pick. He's got basically all the skills you need. Uh, you are trying to you are trying to corner the market on big men there, um, so I'm going to go back to the three point competition. I'm going to go with someone I also think is kind of a sneaky favorite, and Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's just been lights out this year, and um, this is the only time Eric Gordon's go- is going to be nationally relevant until the playoffs. So why why not give him a chance? I'm not going to lie, that was going to be my next pick. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, so with my next pick, I'm going for Isaiah Thomas in the skills competition. 
Oh, I forgot about Isaiah Thomas. Got to get a small there. Little man could win that competition, so I like that pick a lot. That's a great pick. I completely forgot about that. That is a rookie mistake on my part, um, and I should know better. Not a lot of skills competition guys left. You are taking them all. You're kind of cornering the market. So I'm not sure if my next move is to just bulk up on three-pointers or uh, go after a few skills competition. It's not that fun to not have some skin in the game in every competition. So I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Oh, man, that was my next pick. He's kind of struggled this year when it comes. He didn't break out fantasy-wise, but he's still got a lot of skills, and he's a, he's a great shooter uh, when he wants to be. Why is he not in the three-point competition? I feel like he's better served in that competition. He, I don't know. He's got a lot of skill all around, so he'll probably uh, miss that bounce pass at least five times in the first round and just be out <laughs> of it. But if he doesn't, he's got it. Um, all right, so I'm going to go for another skills guy then. I'm going for Porzingis. I'm going to try to take all the big men here. I'm going to try to whoop you with big men, and I'm going to take Porzingis. All right, then is, I think the only guy left – is Gordon Hayward? Is do I have my skills competition right? That, that is correct. Then I'm going to have to go with Gordon. He's you have John Wall, too. Gordon Hayward, and Devin Booker, and I have the rest. That is a uh, pretty good strategy. You got one, two, five to three. I think you might have uh, out strategized me on the skills competition. So all we got is three point guys left. Let's we two to two there. Uh, let's let's knock them out. All right, so we got Kyle Lowry, we got Wes Matthews, we got Kemba Walker, and we got Nick Young. Am, am I right about this? That is all who I have left, yes. I am going to go with one Kemba Walker from the Hornets. All right, I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, I'm going to go Wes Matthews. Ooh, ooh, interesting. I'll go Kyle Lowry then. All right, and I get the the big dump award. <laughs> with... you, get the, you get the fat kid in dodgeball? Swaggy P. <laughs> Swaggy P himself. You know what? Swaggy P is going to win it all. That's what's going to happen. I could see it. I honestly could see it. But I don't know. I just didn't feel good about having Swaggy P on my team just because he shouldn't be there. Yeah. He'll probably be on the first round. But he's the last pick. doesn't really matter. And so let's move on to Sunday to the real event. Well, or the secondary event. It really depends on what you uh, how you look at it. But one of my – I secretly love the All-Star game. Um, I like to go watch old All-Star games uh, leading up to this All-Star game. It's just, you know, I don't watch the whole damn game. I don't have all day. But I do like to watch um, some of those classic games. I'm actually thinking about buying one of those old teal Michael Jordan 1996 jerseys from San Antonio. There's a giant uh, hot pepper on it. It's one of the most (laughs) ugly jerseys I've ever seen in my entire life, and I have to get it. You will look good rocking it. I'm not going to lie to you. It will it will be a um, a treasured a treasured jersey in my collection. All right, you're up, man. I picked first in the last one, so you got to pick first this time. All right, and this is a little bit harder. So for the All Star game, it basically turns into a, a points a straight up points league, and the only stats that matter are points, rebounds, and assists. That's it. And they're all equal. They're all one point. There's no funky scoring. There's no f- funky scoring. All right. So a point is a point, a rebound is a, is a point, and an assist is a point. Pretty much. Who's going to have that most all-around? Well, it doesn't have to be all-around score, but who's going to max out their, their, their potential here? And um, I don't know. This is a bit of a tough question because we really don't know what's going on in the West. Kerr's 
uh, coach in the team. You got the, the the fact that there's four Golden State Warriors and one Westbrook. That should be a very interesting dynamic. The West, the inner, the internal Western Conference is more interesting than the whole game itself. My question is, who is the the number five for the East? Is it Giannis or is it LeBron? Because it's got to be one of the two. Who guards Anthony Davis at the beginning of the game? I don't know. That would be great if they were like, you know what we're going to do is throw Giannis <laughs> at the uh, at the five and run LeBron at the point. Like this is this lineup, this all the this Eastern All Star lineup is basically what the future of the NBA is going to look like where you have really no real positions where like Jimmy, is he a three? Is he a four? Is he a two? Is Kyrie a two or a one? Is DeRozan a two or a three? Is LeBron a five or a one? Is Giannis a five or a one? It's, it's going to be, it's basically what your, what your NBA of 2035 is going to look like. But it's amazing to watch, right? Cause everyone can shoot. Everyone can, can rebound. Everyone can, guard anyone and so it just makes the game so much more dynamic i think um whereas like if you have a guy who's seven foot three and can't run he can't really do that much other than dunk and rebound the ball i just want to remind everybody so i'm 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 I'm, I'm, i wouldn't say i'm cheating but i wanted to go look at what the score was of the last all-star game and the west won this game 196 to 173, if you had forgotten that almost 200 points were scored in that game. It is a dunk fest. I might, my mind might explode from trying to do the math of this points league here. Because it could be like 422 to 450. It is, um, this is a hard one. This is a hard one to, to figure out. So, but with my first pick, um, I am going to go. With the guy who's leading fantasy basketball right now, Kevin Durant. Oh, good pick, good pick. I thought you were going to make a rookie mistake, but that that's a good pick right there. Durant's going to play a lot of minutes, and he's. I think he's probably going to. Um, there might be a little bit of a you know fu to everybody else. It's like I made the right decision. I'm going to show you who's boss, kind of thing. So let's. I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, I could really see him kind of exploding in this game and just going, going a wall, dominating. Um, so I, I really like that pick. Um, now it gets difficult for me. Um, I think I'm going to go for James Harden. Okay, it's usually a dunk fest, right? They let they let everyone run in there and dunk it. All right, Harden is always good at getting to the rim, and so I think James Harden is my man. I actually like um, Harden for a different reason, is because someone's got to assist these dudes. James Harden, why not him? Why not James Harden? I'm with you. I think James Harden's going to be sneaky good here. Uh, I'm going to go with someone who's R- who's also in fu mode, uh, LeBron James. The East. Uh, see, you made the rookie mistake. LeBron East James. Team, someone's got to score on that team. The East team is trash. So someone's got to be doing something on that team, and LeBron's going to be doing it. 
it's going to be – he's not even going to be the best Cavalier in the game. Ooh. We'll That's see. what I'm saying. That might be a – that might have to be the no halftime uh, bet of the night. <laughs> I'm, I'm even willing to say this. With my second pick, I'll take Kyrie Irving from the Cavs. Wow. Kyrie Irving always shows up in an all-star game, man. That's very true. So Kyrie Irving is going to have himself a night on Sunday. I guarantee you he won't be passing the ball. I I don't think he will either, but I think he might score like 50 points. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about who to pick next. But I think I'm going to have to go back out west, and I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Oh, I like Anthony's, it. I Davis like is going to get a lot of easy dunks. Him and Durant. Or just there's going to be at least the first eight minutes of the game. Durant's going to have like eight dunks, and Davis is going to have like ten dunks. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm sitting pretty right now. This is looking good. Um, I'm going to go with my next pick for a guy who's not even starting the game. Ooh, is that crazy? It's not that crazy. It's Russell Westbrook. Dun dun dun. He is going to want to be screwing over his own teammates and not passing the ball and just going ham all by himself. And I think that's what what wins an all-star game. Now that is the most interesting Um, storyline. But the the second question is, does, you know, Steve Kerr has learned a little bit of that Zen Master stuff from Popovich and from Phil. And... um, does Steve Kerr allow – well, here's a better question. Does Russell Westbrook allow Steve Kerr to tell him when he, when he is when he is not coming out of the game? That's an even better question. But does Steve Kerr really allow Russell Westbrook to be the all-star, to be the MVP of the Western All-Star game when four of his players are on, are on that team? Of course, because he's the one laughing, man. They're the best team. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you win the MVP at the All-Star game. He's laughing when he holds up the championship at the end of the season. That's um, pr- you're pretty right about that. I think, um, I think that's a pretty good pick. I think Russell Westbrook has the potential to be absurdly dominant in this game. I'm going to go with someone who is his first time in the All Star game. Oh. I'm going to go with the Greek freak himself. Trying to make a, trying to prove something. Trying to, that guy is built for the All Star game. All he does is dunk from the free throw line during real games. I'm calling it All Star game jitters, man. First time jitters for Giannis. Not a, not the it's best a, pick you could have made. It's a risky pick, but I'm willing to make it. Um, my next guy, is Steph Curry. Um, it's boring. I think he's gonna nail, nail some three pointers. Um, and he's just gonna be solid. The value is gonna be solid for Mr. Curry. I think he's a high risk, high reward. You know, he could have suddenly make 10 three pointers for no reason. And and half of them were at half court and, you know, there's 30 points or um, he just kind of takes it easy. Doesn't try to overshine anybody. It takes a handful of shots uh, and ends up with like 18 points. You you never know. Believe it or not, I'm not. um, Hmm. We're running out of guys that are that are sure things, but running out of sexy names. We're running out of the sexy names, but I'm also gonna go with another guy 
who's well deserved of his All Star uh, birth this year, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, that was that was on the short list for my next pick. I think he might be trying to go ham, and he's already averaging like thirty points this month. So, I think it's over with him. He's gonna. I think he's gonna try to really do it pretty hard during the All Star game. I got a sneaky pick. I think that it's coming up that I don't think you're gonna be you're gonna be in on. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, my next pick, DeMar DeRozan from the Raptors. Uh, starting, should get some good minutes. Everyone yeah. knows he can score. I think that's a I think that's a rookie mistake. DeMar DeRozan is boring. He's a ISO player who's just, uh, you know, shooting mid-range jump shots. You know who doesn't want to see that? Anybody watching the All-Star game. You know who's not going to pass him the ball where the ball – he's not going to pass the ball back? No one's passing to oh, DeMar Oh, Kyle DeRozan. Lowry will get in there and they'll play together and they'll oh, be yeah. passing each other the ball like crazy. Don't kid yourself, Mike. I like, I like uh, Kyle Lowry as well. Uh, if they play together, they might have. A, they're going to have good chemistry, but I think I think you've made a huge mistake picking up a Demar Derozan when you can pick up one of the most, maybe one of the best players who, when he plays with other amazing players, all he does is shoot. And his name is Carmelo Anthony. No, that was my sneaky pick. I didn't think you were going to go for him. Smello is going to just shoot threes. And and he always hits them. And every time he gets in the Olympic team or gets in one of these games, he goes ham. He always does it because he's always wide open because no one guards him because all the other players seem like they're better players than him, and he goes off. I love that pick. That was my sneaky pick, and I thought you were looking at this. Ross that didn't even have him on there, so I was saving him. Uh, no, Mel is always a sneaky pick in the end. So this is where uh, the fe- veteran of drafting these all-star games for the last like four or five years comes in. You know Mel is going to get weird. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, you didn't take my guy that, that I was probably going to go for next, and it's DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins, crazy skilled guy. I think he might just be able to throw some all-star magic out there. The only thing you got to worry about with DeMarcus Cousins is nobody likes him. So hopefully he gets the ball sometime during this game. Um, hopefully someone passes him the ball. But they also might be so afraid of him that they definitely pass him the ball. He's going to be giving people the middle finger and whatnot if he doesn't get the ball passed yeah, to him. It might get out of control. Um, I think I'm taking too many Eastern players, but I am liking the Eastern Conference a lot. This guy, it's it's got to be your boy, right? It's got to be you. You've passed him up too many times. He's starting the game. Like, come on, you know as you want him. As much as I'd like to take young Jimmy Butler, the problem here is Jimmy Butler. Eh, you know, also not built for an All Star game type of. Uh, he's not going to jack threes all day. Um. Now, he was hurt last year, so he might be trying to uh, make up for lost time uh, since he didn't play last year. He might, he might be trying to make up for that. I am instead am going to go with the guy who led the Eastern Conference in scoring last year, Mr. Paul George. Uh, rookie mistake. Paul's nah. been bad all year. Paul's not doing it in this game, man. He's not. He's not it's not happening for Paul. Who do you I got? thought you were going to take the guy I wanted, John Wall. John Wall, that's a good pick. 
So there you go. That's my next guy. I think he's going to dish out some dimes. He's going to score a little bit. He's going to be pretty good in this All-Star game. All right. I do not have enough Western Conference guys, so I have to go to the West Coast. And I'm going to take uh, Clay Thompson. I just think ah. he, he can get high. He can shoot a lot of threes, and it'll be over. That was my next guy, man. Oh, I'm, I'm disappointed I did not. I am one step ahead of you. You are one step ahead of me today. Um, all right, so my next pick. Man, the names are getting unsexy in a hurry. Um, you never picked Kyle Lowry, did you? Kyle Lowry's still on the board in this? Kyle Lowry is still on the board. All right, that's got to be my next pick, man. Load up on the point guards. They're going to get assists. Not a bad idea. Um, This is the slim pickings time. Not a whole lot uh dudes to pick from. Two starters still left on the board, and I am going to take Jimmy Butler because out of out of shame and out of out of respect that I hadn't taken him yet, um, he deserves to be on my team. I'm, I'm taking Jimmy. I'll take the last starter in Kawhi Leonard just because the options aren't looking great at this point. That is true. Um, I'm going to say <sighs> Draymond. Why not? See what happens. He might have a weird triple double. And and you gotta like Draymond just because he can do some some passing some some crazy stuff. Plus he can still can still get at it. Um, wow, the options are not looking good. We just got Paul Millsap in the East, right? Uh, I believe is Kimball Walker still available? Oh, I don't have Kimball Walker. I thought you picked Kimball Walker though. I believe Kimball Walker is still available. Okay, and then in the West we got Marcus Saw, Gordon Hayward, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Poo-poo platter, the very last <laughs> player to be picked, DeAndre Jordan. Maybe. Uh, um, I, I'm going to have to go with Kemba Walker. I think that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward. I do not have enough Western Conference guys. All right, I got Marcus Gasol then, and you got your man. You got your Huckleberry. Oh, is it Millsap? Is Millsap still available? Oh, Millsap is still available. My bad. I guess I got my Huckleberry and DeAndre Jordan. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it on you. I'm gonna switch it on you. DeAndre Jordan's getting like seven dunks. I'm going DeAndre Jordan, and you could have Paul Millsap. That's uh, all right. Millsap's gonna be better than Joe Jordan in this game. That's the no halftime bet. That's the real no halftime bet. Who's gonna <laughs> be worse, Paul Millsap? Can we do a reverse no halftime? Let's call it no halftime. See if we can do a reverse no halftime. Who's gonna be worse, Paul Millsap or DeAndre Jordan? The bum fight, we'll call it. Oh my gosh. So that's it. Those are all the guys on the All-Star game. Uh, hopefully, everybody at home, you got some friends, you got some buddies you're going to watch the game with, uh, or you could just you know do this over email and watch it online. It's 2017. You can do whatever you want. Uh, hopefully, you play. If you're playing along with us, let us know how your draft went. Let us know who you got for the dunk contest. If you want to know the results of how we do, we are going to announce who won the Saturday night and who won the Sunday night. We'll be announcing those on Twitter first. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at watch the boxes where you can find out who won and Tyler, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Watsy four, 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 four. And I will be totaling these up myself too and make sure Mike doesn't cheat and try to get one up on me while I'm not paying attention. That is a good move because I was going to cheat. So uh, good on you for knowing that I would definitely cheat to win and um, if you got any other questions or if you got feedback for the show, hit us up on Twitter. And if you like what you're hearing on the show, leave us a review on whatever application you're listening on and rate us. That really helps us out, helps people find the show. And you know what helps us out more? 
uh, telling a friend. If you got buddies who play fantasy basketball and you like the show, tell them to give us a listen. Tell us to give us a download and subscribe to the podcast. And we will catch you next week where we will announce who won. Uh, but if you want to hear us first, hit us on Twitter. And we will be doing, a, I guess, a special trade deadline show. Is that right, Tyler? That's right. I'm excited for that. Let's, uh, let's cross our fingers and hope we get some, uh, some cool trades this year. Yeah, let's not be talking about Birdman on, on next week. And we'll also find out if the Bulls are going to be the worst team in the league or, like, the worst team in the league for a different reason. There's the reason to tune in. Mike's Bulls rant. Yeah, that's the number one reason. So please catch us next week. Um, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here, Mike. Good night, everybody.